five, four, three, two, one. And welcome to What the Shuck. The goal of the What the Shuck podcast is to provide a platform for those people with positive and influential ideas that have helped me to change my life. But they will also help you to navigate the tribulations that life will throw you and uh, while you're trying to achieve your biggest goals. However, I also plan to put a spotlight on the people who have made Kentucky such a unique and awesome place throughout my podcast. I will be interviewing people of all professions, arts, and honestly just anyone who has a cool idea or story that should be heard. My next guest is from Somerset, Kentucky, and he works in the medical sales industry, but is known for his appearances on big shows like Big Brother, Love Island, Off the Block with Ross and Marissa, and when he's not skiing, throwing axes, traveling around the United States, and being the overall life of the party, he lives in Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky, where he loves to work out at the best gym in Kentucky, everybody fights, and he can be seen there sweating daily and wooing ladies. So I'd just like to welcome my next guest. Winston Hahn, thanks for coming. Man, man, that was quite an introduction. I uh, was trying my hardest not to laugh there. That's pretty good, man. Um, you can do that again if you want. That was, that was <laughs> solid, man. It struck that ego for me. That was awesome, hilarious. Um, no, man, I don't know if I agree with any of that of what you said, especially, especially the uh, the whole. Uh, what'd you say exactly? Shedding spotlight on the people who make Kentucky interesting. I don't know if I'm that interesting, but. Somehow I did some things in the last couple of years, and it's been it's been kind of fun, man. It's been a whirlwind. I mean, you got on a nationally syndicated broadcasted TV show, so you did something right that you definitely were some way in, uh, interesting to some people. <laughs> like I told you before I, we started, I have never actually watched Big Brother, but I wanted to bring you on because I just feel like you're such a it's totally fine. Guy. I didn't watch it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, actually something I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Was before you actually got on the show, were you actually a reality TV fan at all, or so, was it just a new thing? Man, it's it's hilarious. Um, for me, uniquely, especially Big Brother, I had just been introduced to the show the summer before. Um, so I had watched it with my then-girlfriend at the time, uh, introduced me to the show, and we, we watched it together. It was hilarious, and I just fell in love with it. It's like uh, it's unlike any other reality show I'd ever seen. And yeah, I mean, that, that was my guilty pleasure, is a reality show. I love watching trash TV and unwinding at night. Like, who doesn't, you know? If you don't, then, you know, you're different than me. Whatever, you're better than me. Whatever. I definitely have guilty um, pleasure. Yeah, yeah everybody does. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't is lying. I mean, yeah, they are lying. <laughs> uh, it's enjoyable. It's fun. And Big Brother was one of those that uh, you take 16 people from different you know, backgrounds throughout the nation, throw them into a house and see who survives. Uh, it's kind of like Survivor, but played inside a house uh, for a lot less money. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot more of a psychological warfare game. Uh, but it was fun. It was one once in a lifetime. I, I got lucky enough to go do that uh, two summers ago. I think that was, what, summer of 2018. And then uh, this past summer, that kind of opened up a door for another opportunity um, called Love Island, uh, which was also on CBS, and that was uh, unique uh, and different as well. It was fun. Uh, it, it didn't really work out for me, so I'll just say I'm still searching for love, but it was it was fun, man. It was <laughs> PG. It was pretty. I, I don't know about that. Um, wide open, but man, I'm I'm thankful for the experiences. It was fun. Uh, it was fun to represent Kentucky in a way. Hopefully, I did some justice there. But uh, yeah. Back at it now. Now I'm I'm selling. I'm in uh, farmer sales. Uh, actually, just started with a new company recently, so I'll be selling uh, all around the state. Heck yeah, man! Um, I know a big part of what I want to show on my uh, podcast is duality and just the balance of life and how things are. So, a question I'm normally going to ask is: Was it good? Was it bad? Um, so, from the experience of being on reality TV, what can you say was a negative influence that's led to, or like some sort of uh, obstacle you've had to face because of that? Man, uh, there's a, a handful. Honestly, I, if I, if I could say one negative that that's came out of it is really just um, 
meeting I, I don't know in a way I, I don't I try to not look at the negative you know it was such a positive and uplifting and fun thing for me to do I felt like a kid again you know but there was some negative that came from it obviously uh, you know I don't think either of the shows really panned out in the way I was dreaming of it to happen you know I think everybody goes into something hoping they win or this and that but it was just such a fun time for me um, the only real negative I would just say is is the uh, you know you're gonna have fans and you're gonna have haters uh, so you know I mean coming out of Big Brother that's a, such a unique fan base there's uh, you know they kind of warn you. It's like 50-50, you know. You're going to have half the people like you, half the people hate you, which is fine. Um, but it, it was just such a weird reality to come back. Um, I had pretty realis realistic expectations, you know. Um, I think I'll, that's a problem with a lot of reality TV people is they go on and think that they're going to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, mm -hmm. I hate to tell you, Leo never did Big Brother, you know. I, I, <laughs> it's just not the, the route you take. Uh, right, yeah. So... I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of disconnect there with just the majority of reality personalities, people that go on. Um, I was lucky enough to have like two crazy experiences, and that may be it for me, you know, um, which you have to accept and move on, uh, which was totally fine. I, am I open to other opportunities? Maybe. But overall, as far as negative, there weren't a lot of negatives. It was really, for me, I tried to concentrate on just, man, what a fun time to travel, goof off, you know, um, be a kid again. Uh, I had never had that experience coming out of college. Uh, I started working, the, you know, the moment I graduated. So uh, it was fun to just, like I said, be a, be a kid. Yeah, man, that's a great outlook to look on it. I know that the biggest thing that I just didn't want for myself for you to worry about with me was just that I'm wanting to bring you on because oh this dude's been on Big Brother I genuinely thought you were a good guy and I appreciated that and that was just a great answer man um, oh, well thanks so man. no I, I would I wouldn't care even if you did I'm trying to shed some light to some other people who, who do some things man I'm a big fan of you here at the gym you know I met Austin here it's been months now but uh, you know this guy's story alone just his drive and determination uh, can inspire anybody well that's been a really important part of this gym for me is just that I've got to meet people like you that have constantly been pushing me to reaffirm that, hey, this work that I'm putting in has been worth it. And without this gym, and by the way, we're coming to you from Everybody Fights. Uh, this episode will actually be dropped on uh, Valentine's Day for all you single ladies. So uh, hit me and Winston up. <laughs> Here we uh, go. Austin's single too. So. But, but uh, so we're coming from everybody fights and uh, obviously this has been a huge part of our lives in the last couple of years because I mean we met here and we constantly are grinding and getting after it and just it's it's such an uplifting community because everybody here wants the same thing for you they want you to be better and it's introduced me to literally almost all the guests that have been on my podcast actually and they were the people that kind of helped me build the courage to make this happen so you know losing 225 pounds was really hard but honestly this has been just starting the podcast was scarier it's you said that like it was no big deal like what? say that again like with some emphasis that's amazing man it, like really it really is 225 pounds well uh i definitely developed a it, it wasn't just something that happened overnight it was right. something that i had to visualize and not psych myself out because when right. i came here i literally ran a 12 minute mile right and i weighed 300 pounds when i first got to ebf but i'd already lost 100 pounds right and Matt just kind of looked at me and was like, hey, man, just take it day by day. Don't yep, get day psyched out. I know I told him, I said, my goal is 10-minute mile. That's what my coach used to always say in football was like, what lineman should run? This yeah, is what a yeah, fast lineman should run, the 10-minute mile. Yeah. And now I'm running uh, six-minute miles. So look it's just that. like having the tenacity to believe in myself was like, when I look back and I say 225 pounds, like that was really the least challenging obstacle I've had to face because that was one I really put on myself. I really made my – I made that – such a difficult road for me to get here myself right but at the same time it's really helped me to 
gain this clarity that I would have never had because I didn't have, I would have never gone through that. And it just made me so much more appreciative of the health that I have now and the people that I know and I'm, I'm around because I have the energy to truly be present and to like talk to people and to get to know people because I'm not just like, oh, I'm, I'm so out of shape right now that I literally am tired from just talking to somebody. Like, literally, like, that's man, how big that's I was, crazy, man. Huh? And it's just... That is crazy, huh? Yeah. So did you just wake up one day with this motivation? Or, I mean, was it a, you know, a process? Because I'm sure a lot of listeners out there wonder, you know, how do you have the, the gut, the will to... So in February of 2018, I was in a car wreck. And I had a pretty bad head injury. It was That's nothing right. like this horribly debilitating, yeah. but it was enough that it affected my memory right. and it affected some motor skills that I had. And I had to go treat with a neurologist for like nine months. And during this process, the guy, uh, one of my family doctors kind of said, you know, he wasn't like my doctor. He was just like a close friend. And he said, you know, I know you have a lot of huge goals and you have a lot of huge aspirations, but your head's not healing for major part because you have high blood pressure. You're 26 years old, you're on two forms of blood pressure medication. And that's just not a way to live when you're 26. Right. I was super obese, I was working a desk job that I hated, and it's not that I didn't love the people that I was working with, it's just that I just felt like my soul was getting trapped every day I would walk in that, that office. Right. And so I was just gaining weight and getting big, and when that head injury happened, and that doctor told me that, it kind of like gave me a new outlook on life, and I said, all right, like, this guy knows what he's talking about and he's like a friend so like for him to come like say that he must have like really been worried mm -hmm. and just waking up to that and being like all right i gotta change i started that day and yeah. um once i got cleared from my head injury i had gastric sleeve in april of 2018 i was supposed to lose like 100 pounds yeah and i was like hell no i'm not getting 85 percent of my stomach cut out and yeah. gonna be the same fat guy that i used to be I want to change everything about myself, not my personality, but just my energy and my focus and my determination. I still am the same guy. I just have such a higher energy level that I didn't have then. Right. And so I started losing weight. And by the first hundred pounds that I got to EBF that I'd already lost, I got cleared to start doing physical activity. And I told Matt what was going on. I was like, yeah, man, I had gastric sleeve. And he was like, you know, take it easy. Doctor was like, take it easy. Uh, you just had a head injury and a massive stomach surgery. So, like, right. you know, once I was cleared with my head injury, um, that process started. And I ended up losing 225 pounds by February of 2019. That's incredible, and man. awesome. And just, I was like, I'm going to start running marathons. I'm going to start doing, um, there's all these things that I had never done in my life. I was like, I want to start doing stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. I want to start go. doing a podcast. I want to like start running one, a marathon. Yeah. And there's all these things that I couldn't do last year that literally I looked at this year when I started doing my planner and I was like, holy shit. Like I did all these things last year because I really just believed in myself. And I, the biggest thing was I constantly put in the work every day. And just that consistency was the hardest part for me. And I know that's gonna be the hardest part for everybody else, but I just found motivation. And it's the main reason why I started podcast was I just found motivation through podcasts and through YouTube videos. And what I initially started as me just taking Snapchat videos and being like, all right, let's get pumped yeah. up. Like, yeah, I've been running. It's got to start somewhere. It was yeah. a way for me to hold myself accountable, but it became to where people would start being like, "Dude, you you motivated the crap out of me today yeah, to yeah, go yeah, to the like, gym," and I was like, mm -hmm. "Whoa, like there might be something here," and that's how we got here. Go. So that's go. how you're on with the show podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I I completely see what you're saying. I mean that that I mean, but I, just to see that road, man, and it's it's incredible to see you know someone who's got the gut and the will, like you're saying. You know, I, I just I can't get over 225 pounds is so much weight, man. 
Now I'm so down much. to between like 195 and like yeah. 190. Yeah. Kind of fluctuate in between that. That's but awesome, man. It's just, it's been an amazing opportunity because like I said, I've got to meet so many cool people through yeah. the process. Yeah. And Kobe Bryant said it himself. He was like, it's not about the end game. It's about the process and like what you do there throughout the process is that's where right. you're going to really learn to be who you want to be. That's right. And that's what... Like the greatest strength for me has been learning my learning about myself and just what I'm willing to do and the strength that I can have if I'm willing to just push through adversity. Right. But obviously that took a lot of huge goals. And for me, goal setting is a huge part of the process of why I was able to do what I was able to do. So for you, do you have any big goals for 2020 and how do you plan to make those happen? Man, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I do have some goals for 2020. Um, I don't know if I should share them out loud necessarily, uh, but I, I'm always big on, you know, if you don't say it out loud, then it's not going to happen, right? Yes, speaking them into um, existence yeah, is a huge part exactly, of my, myself. Right? Exactly, right? Uh, exactly. No, I'm teasing there. I, I definitely <laughs> have some 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 goals with my, my new job financially. I want to I want to hit my uh, quotas and whatnot, you know, uh, for any of you out there who know uh, what kind of world I'm in, uh, pharmaceutical world's cutthroat, but I definitely want to hit my goals uh, coming out this year. But other than that, honestly, I'm taking this year. Um, I turned 30 here in a couple weeks, so I'm kind of scared to death. Because uh, saying three zero out loud, just I don't know why it kind of scares me. Um, I don't feel 30. I still feel like I'm 21, 22 in my head, you know. Which, not necessarily. That feels like a decade ago, you know. You go, you you just play mind games with yourself. It's like I can blink and I'm back in college, and then you blink again and I'm going to be in my 40s. And uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I, for 30, my main goal honestly is to concentrate on myself even more. Uh, I honestly want to be selfish this year. I know it sounds kind of weird to say, right? I cover that um, on episode one, how it's yeah, important to be selfish it sometimes. Is, to make it your is, goals man. happen, it especially. Is, especially for, for this year for alone, you know, honestly, um, and I'll get a little, I'll open up a little here. So personally in my dating life, specifically in the last, you know, we'll just say decade. I mean, imagine, man, like I've been dating for over a decade, which is to me kind of sad. I'll be honest, straightforward. I'm kind of over it. Part of the game. So, yeah, it is. It is. That's what they say. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking this year to really focus on myself and stop, you know, going out on unnecessary dates and blowing expensive dinners at sushi and this and that. You know, I'm just saying, for myself, I'm going to be a little selfish this year at 30. I'm going to have my fun. And then, uh, yeah, maybe I'll try dating at 31 again, you know. But right now, no, I'm teasing, man. I, I just, uh, for me, about myself. Winston, ladies. Never mind. There we go. That's what I, no, I just, I do want to be a little bit more uh, selfish, you know. I've, I've gotten to be selfish. And it's weird, man. It's weird to talk about but because, you know, honestly, especially, especially here in Kentucky, you know, everyone has this, um, pressure to be married and settled into the family by the time you're 25, 26. With this, you know, culturally, that's just where we are. And, and 27 it's great. not married. People there we are go. Like, what's yeah, wrong with you? yeah. People are starting <laughs> wondering, like, what's wrong with you? Well, um, you know, so I, I'm really, honestly, grateful to look back now and say, man, I'm really glad I wasn't because I was able to go do things like Big Brother, Love Island. Never would have been able to do any of that had I been tied down or into marriage and with kids. And so, you know, I'm, I'm honestly just now leaning into that selfishness and realizing that it's making me happier. Um, and I'm going to be a better husband because of it later. I think that I'll have, you know, in, in a way, what do they say, sow your wild oats, that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm just thankful to have these experiences and these times where I, you know, I have a whole weekend to do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it, you know. Nobody's telling me what to do. It's kind of nice. It's addicting. And I'll be honest, I love being independent. So, yes, right now, I mean, this year, I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to take somebody real special to get me <laughs> out of the crime I'm in now because I'm enjoying it. So, 
it's kind of where my headspace is for 2020. Um, I'm very thankful to get, to get on with a new company. I'm, I'm ready to hit the quota, uh, hit the road this, this year. And yeah, I'm just excited for, for a new year. I'm not excited about turning 30 though, man. Man, I mean, you should you know, be. It's such know, a great man. opportunity. It's just a number. It's a... Uh, it's the energy that you put behind it that really matters. Oh, the man. numbers yeah, but never The really... energy in my eyes is starting to fade. Like I look in the mirror, I got crow's feet, yo. I mean, oh, I don't That's know. Character's dude. feet, man. Not crow's I don't feet. know, man. <laughs> Shoot, uh, I'll be. You know, the one sauce I find is like I still feel like I can keep up with some of the young guns. Uh, I mean, you in, get, in here and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still feel like I could, but who knows? I'm a has been man. I'm getting up there, getting old. I know to just touch on what you were just talking about with dating, man, it's such a weird culture today that we are in because of Tinder and Bumble mm-hmm. and Hinge and all the dating apps. Deleted them all, by the way. And Done. then also I'm Instagram, and it's just like, yeah. I've had better dates on the girl with the girls that I've actually just organically met in right. person. Oh, you always will. Exactly. Always will. And it's just, I, yeah. I've definitely, don't get me wrong, I've met girls that I've seen for months or even a year on those, those yeah. dating apps. But it's just like, I never really... I saw this thing, and it was like, if you uh, give someone all of your love at first from your hand, or like, if you give someone all your love at first, they're going to, like, when you take your hand away, they're going to think that's your love and not, like, your heart. Like, you didn't really give them your heart. You gave them, like, you gave them, like, all the satisfactions of you doing what they wanted you to do, and it was never like they earned it. It was just like, it just happened, so... As opposed to like organically, hey, I saw this girl at the bar and I got her number the other day and we've been like texting and we're going to go out. And it's not just like, oh, we matched. So exactly. We're, we're destined for each other. I was, I was so weird, man. So listen, I got on recently this past fall. I got on uh, a couple of the apps and never went out with a single one because I was scared. I've seen Catfish way too much. <laughs> I love every ap- episode of Catfish is on Hulu. It's amazing. But I, I just, for me, it was like, or even someone that... It, especially here it's a small circle in Lexington it's a small town uh, I would see somebody that I like kind of knew on there or something and I was just still always like apprehensive about like really following through to even getting a number or anything because totally it's just weird that. for me like you're saying I'm a romantic at heart I wanted to meet him organically or out at a grocery store or this and that but honestly that's dead romance is dead and I've given up and I'm 30 and I'm going to die alone so <laughs> that's where I'm at <laughs> I'm kidding but a little bit of uh, uh, I'm with you I mean organically it's always going to be better uh, I I can't imagine ever telling like my grandkids like yeah we met on this app called hinge or whatever like no you know i don't a robot set us up yeah that's (laughs) just i mean i don't know i just feel i i have mixed feelings about it as you can tell i'm not the most stable (laughs) i think that's maybe why i got on reality tv man no i I don't know like i just i think that it's such a hard thing that we face today because we want to everybody wants to deep down be accepted and they want to be loved so the instant gratification of having that access to that app just makes right. you, even with Instagram and with right. Facebook, and it's oh, just like, agreed. what's the first thing that happens when you do something great in your life? You want to go share it with somebody. Agreed. It's not even that you want to click share on Facebook. It's just right. that, there, for me, the ultimate happiness is when I achieve something that is not only going to help me, but to help other people. Right. And then I'm like, hey, look at what, look at what we did. Like, we yeah. did this together. Like, ah, we raised $40,000 right. for charity this year. Or right. we ran a marathon. And I'm like, I'm not doing this just because me. I'm doing this because, like, I want to share this with people. So that's something right. that trying mm-hmm. to just connect with somebody. I understand completely, man. It's, it's tough. It's such a tough culture. And I've found myself that I go on dates with girls, and I'm just like, why are we even here? Like you said, just a meaningless yeah, date. It's like yeah. you're hot. I'm I'm okay looking. <laughs> oh, shut Let's up! Go man. You, got, you got it, man. Let's you go got it going now. Yeah. And, and so, 
we go on this date, and then it's just like, all right. It's a never-ending cycle, man. It is. It's, it's such it's, an inter- never-ending cycle. It's such a sad point that our generation has gotten to because, you know, there's actually, and I reference this all the time with my friends, there's a great book, if you've ever read it. It's called uh, Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari, if you like comedians. I love Aziz. He's, He's hilarious. Really one of my favorites. Okay, but then you got to so. read this book because it's phenomenal. And it, it came out a handful of years ago now, but it's still spot on. Masters of Note is my absolute favorite. No, it's hilarious. Show. It's hilarious. But anyways, he talks just about how, you know, how different it is generationally, you know, from our parents who met the girl next door to now it's we have this soul searching. We want to find the one, right, where it's totally different than anything our parents or or older have dealt with. Um, And and we're more interested in ourselves and defining our career before we find that other person. So it's it's interesting, man. That book is hilarious, but it's there's definitely some parallels because it's no matter what you're addicted to the next swipe, right? No, right. no matter what, you're addicted to the next thing. Uh, oh, there's always something better. We have this generation of fear of missing out, and we can't be content, and it's scary. I don't know where it's headed, honestly. it's, it's No, really it really is. Up. It's a very scary road yeah. that we're heading down because I feel bad for kids that are younger than us and people that are, like, 20 and below because my sister is, like, I went to a bar, and there was um, definitely, I feel like, some underage kids there. Yeah. And all I heard was the verb, we're drooling. We're drooling. <laughs> We're drooling over here. We got our jewels. And I just was like, I've never heard the word jewel so many times until I went to this bar. And I was like. You felt, felt old for a Dude, I felt yeah. old, yes. And I was like, I didn't know that this was a verb now. Yeah. And it's like tweeting. Like, I know when I first started tweeting, and people would be like, what, what? You said you were tweeting? What's that? What's tweeting mean? Or like, you were Facebooking or something like that, you know? Man, it's um, funny, man. Yeah, you blink and, and the sayings and the, yeah. But then also you get stuff like Bert Garner who goes viral on freaking everything. There we go. 606, six, my God. 606, <laughs> my God. And he's going to be so excited that, that we talked about him. He's definitely going to be on my podcast, him and Uncle Dave. Uh, so a funny story about Burke is he actually started a podcast like probably five years ago with uh, our, one of our buddies named Taylor. And they did like 10 episodes maybe. And it just kind of didn't work out logistically that they kept doing it. And they couldn't really find like a steady studio. And just the accessibility to technology even wasn't as good. Podcasts were like not even half as big as they are now. Right. And for him to have the tenacity to be like, you know what? I'm going to retry this. And I mean, it's, it's, it's working out for them. They, they have an awesome podcast where they cover sports. It's called the Scouting Report Podcast, and they just talk about local sports. They cover local sports. It's kind of in a way, I, the reason I think I like it so much is it reminds me of what I'm trying to do, but they want to just cover local sports, and they want right. to give a platform to the people who are so cool in Kentucky right. and the student athletes who really deserve to be given a spotlight. Right. And um, that's a cool part of, like, the internet and stuff as opposed to the negative part it's of crazy, what we're talking man. about. Yeah, no, there's so much positive. I didn't mean to harp on And I hate being, like you're saying. No, no, like I said, I love yeah. it's, it. It really important. A lot of Duality positive. is super yeah. important, man. Yeah. And, like, people need to know that everything's not sunshine and rainbows and yeah. butterflies. That oh, no. There's oh, shit yeah, that no. happens. Yeah, I get, I get a lot of nasty, mean DMs sometimes. Oh, I'm for sure. For sure. <laughs> but um, something else I wanted to ask you, man, is just uh, I try to – get people to know who my guests are just beyond like what their goals and their missions are and stuff like that so what's some of your favorite hobbies that you really like to do and just some stuff you do in your free time oh my dog takes up most of my hobby time so uh big dog guy i'm always at the dog park um she's fun a little border collie mix um adopted her four years ago um other than that i'm a movie buff i'm big on big on movies man um all the oldies. I've got multiple Tom Cruise posters in my in my place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, big. I'm excited for Top Gun 2 this Dude, summer. Me too. Top Gun Maverick. I'm pumped for. Um, other than that, 
uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fitness junkie. I've, I've enjoyed joining this boxing gym that we're sitting in. Uh, it's been amazing to learn boxing and, and having fun. It's therapeutic for me. Um, I did CrossFit in the past. Uh, I was a football player up through college, and then yeah, other Where'd than you that, actually go to college. I went. I went to Georgetown College. Okay, so small school, little AI school. Yes, okay. yep. Played football there. Graduated in 2013. Just been a minute now, which is crazy. Like <laughs> saying, you blink and I'm back in pads. I still have dreams where I'm like late and it's halftime and I'm trying <laughs> to strap up my shoulder pads and it's so strange. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I, other than that, man, I, my hobbies, uh, include, well, just recently I'll shed some light on this, um, ho- in hoping to ex- inspire some other guys to sign up, but I just signed up for big brother, big sisters of the bluegrass, um, here in Lexington. So I matched with a kid, uh, and I won't say his name just to be, um, you know, silent about that, but anyways, he, he's great. Uh, so much fun. It's a program where you, you pick up a kid once a week, uh, three or four hours, and you spend some time with them, you know, whether that's doing homework, taking them out to Chick-fil-A, and playing ball, that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's great. I did it over in Western Kentucky when I lived in Bowling Green for a year. And, um, you know, it's honestly it's selfish in a way for me because it's so much fun for me. Like, I, I'm a kid at heart, especially being around a kid who needs some, some male leadership. It's, it was fun, man. It's so much fun. And I'm just trying a way to, to get back here in the community. But they're always looking for male volunteers. They never have enough guys. Uh, so if you hear this and you want to sign up, check them out online. It's a, it is a big commitment, I will say. Uh, they want you to commit for a year, so look into it. But if you feel like you're you know, led that way, uh, you should sign up because it's so rewarding, so much fun. So I'm excited getting to know him. Uh, he actually has a basketball game tomorrow. So I'm pumped to check that out, see Dude, what kind of skills and, he's got. And that's what the What the Shook podcast is all about, man. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't want people to be confused and think that I'm trying to be, I say it often, a beacon of morality. I've, I've fucked up. I've done things wrong. I've, I've, I've definitely not always been the best guy. But I know that my story has the potential to resonate with people. And I want to just provide positivity and hope that, hey, you've been through something really shitty. But the thing is, is that you don't have to be stuck there. You can grind through that. And you yep. can actually come through actually better than what you were on before this problem happened. Yep. And Excelsior. Me, yes, Silver exactly. lining. Yeah. And for me, <clears throat> I just really want to help people in my community and to so it's awesome that you're doing that i didn't actually even know that so that makes me even more appreciative that you just came on and talked about that because a huge part of who i am today is that in 2012 my house got hit by a tornado and the volunteers that showed up to help me out were just it just changed my life because my parents had always said you know when you go through things all the things that you've done prior will be you'll reap the benefits like you're you're sowing the seeds now and eventually it's going to grow if you just keep watering it and when you need it they'll be there mm-hmm. and when that happened it just shed such a light on things that everything's going to be okay because you've been good and you've put in this good into the world and you know what though got to pay it back there we go and yeah. that's been something while well, i was like all right i got to get people on here that are going to be doctors and be philanthropists and people that like I said are just some way going to be influential to a kid that doesn't have a role model or to some girl that loses her dad or you know with Kobe Bryant like yep. you know his his wife is literally there with yep. just daughters now and it's it's gonna be tough for yep. her to raise her family by herself so many tragedies that go on even within your own community that you can help help know and so many people just overlook that which is sad it is but what you're doing here is great i mean shed some light you know positivity um but yes there's so many ways to help out in your own community 
that uh, you know people often forget they feel like they're so small and they can't make an impact man you can make an impact daily you know and the thing is man about about doing something like that just being a servant to your community is it's free right it's literally free and it is the most valuable currency that i ever wore every time right that I do something that helps someone else to live a better life. I literally like feel so fulfilled, and I'm like, this is what life is about. There this is go. genuinely right. what we should be doing. Right? And Don't you even feel better right now talking about this, dude? Yes, just, it just the, the endorphins the are flowing. You're like, just, yeah, this is great. What am You're I going to be doing com- next to help this happen? There we go. You know? Right? Yep. I agree, man. I agree. That's what's what. It's what the community needs more of, man. So we got. I got two more questions for you. Um, to even just touch on what we were literally just talking about. Would you rather? die rich and successful or would you rather die happy (laughs) that's a no-brainer i would say rich and successful because you could totally take that with you to the grave no (laughs) that's a joke um obviously i'd rather die happy come on and do you care to elaborate like what yeah like what like happiness means to you for instance right right oh man now we're getting real deep real deep um well happiness i i don't know i kind of don't like when people say and use the word happy because happiness is like an emotional response to something, right? And uh, I, I steal this from McConaughey. I think it was Matthew McConaughey. He had a great speech one time at a graduation. Look it up if you're bored. But he talks about happiness versus joy and how joy is a constant. You can find joy in your day-to-day grind, uh, but happiness isn't necessarily totally achievable. You're not going to be happy all the time. You're not going to die happy, really. You hope to have some joy and fulfillment looking back on my life and think, wow, I left a footprint or I cheated death in a way. I think we're all out here trying to cheat death, you know. We're trying to make an impact. You have kids, that's part you. You know, you should have a career, you're, you're leaving behind a legacy, you know. Um, everybody's out here trying to cheat death in their own way. And, yeah, I would hope to lay in the grave and laugh a little bit and be like, yeah, I have some, some joy in that, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if... 450 millionaires can't cheat death we can't cheat death and that's literally the way i look at it man is it's true is that was such an eye-opening experience for me because i've had friends who have died and Mm -hmm. it was just like that's a normal person to me they were just a normal everyday person i love them and they meant so much to my life but it was just like there's i don't feel like there's ever been a celebrity death or something like that that has meant so much and just i feel like it was Sadly, a very unifying moment for our country when COVID passed and, right, and right, all those lost because right. we had to really say, hey, like if this can happen to this guy, yeah, this can happen is to valuable. me. Right, literally, right. I could walk out after this podcast right. and it could be the last time I ever talk to anybody. Right, right. So for me, literally ever since then, and it's something I've really been moving towards anyway in the last two years, is just to constantly be having this extreme momentum of just trying to be better and to, to live life every right. single day. Like you said, that was a great answer, man, because joy is something that, like, you have to, like, you almost have to earn joy. Right, right. Whereas happy is just, like, someone did something and it made you happy. Right, right. Where you're sitting in a shitty moment and this shitty circumstance is going on, <laughs> yeah. and you have to say, you know yeah. what? I'm learning something right, right. now, and I'm finding exactly. joy in this moment. Exactly. And that's so important. Or but, when I'm laying here in the floor trying to hold that hollow body plank and oh Haley's yelling, and I'm, I'm finding a little bit of joy in knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm cramping up. <laughs> I can barely hold this. But, yeah, no, I completely agree. But if uh, you make it through that. There we go. What's, See? That's there you where go. it gets. Yeah. 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 And uh, just one more question, man. I'll let you get off here. But uh, I just wanted to ask what your big goal for 2020 was. I know that we kind of talked about it, but do you have like a mission statement or like anything you would like to end with? Mission statement. Uh, Life's a garden, dig it. Joe Dirt, baby. All right, (laughs) hell yeah. I would say, honestly, I I just kind of want to lean back this year and not take it so serious. Like you're saying, life is so precious, man. 
we need to take it day to day and just breathe. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hope, hoping to be around the next hundred years, but you never know, especially with the Kobe Bryant, you know, the way things happen, man, you just gotta, gotta be appreciative of every moment. I, I try not to take myself too serious. So I plan on not taking this year too serious, but in a way, you know, um, I want to reach my goals. So well, dude, thank you so much. Dude, thanks uh, for having me on, man. Where it's can everybody fun. find you on social media? So, yeah, you can find me uh, on social media at Instagram. I think it's just Winston Hines. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter, and I think that's just at Winston Hines. Or maybe there's an underscore in there. I'm not positive. But check it out. Um, yeah. Dude, I appreciate it so much. And thank you to everybody who is listening to the What the Shuck podcast. That was episode 11. Uh, we're coming to you from Everybody Fights Kentucky. And if you guys would, come check this place out, too. It's super cool. It's where me and Winston actually met each other, and I've met a ton of people who have actually been on my podcast so far. Come fight. Everybody fights Kentucky, Lexington. It's on Malibu Drive. Uh, But thank you all again. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. That's literally the most important part of all this is I'm just trying to put out this positivity to the world and to make an impact. Uh, So one day when I die... Maybe I can have the sort of celebration that Kobe Bryant had, even if it's at age 41, because I wanted to leave every single day unturned and just make sure that I went to my fullest potential every day. And I hope you all are doing the same thing. But most importantly, don't forget to live the dream. Thanks for listening.